Welcome back to another episode of Practical Nutrition. I'm Sarah. I'm Cassie. I'm Alex. And I'm Amanda. And today we are talking all things social media and how that influences kind of your lifestyle related to health and fitness, but more so just your overall diet. So as we know, I know everyone here probably has social media. We use social media Mm -hmm. as a business. And currently 82% of the US population actually has a social media profile, which is about 223 million people. So clearly it's popular. (laughs) And whereas in 2008, only 10% of people use social media. And I know I've experienced that just as I've grown up. I remember Facebook became popular when I was in elementary school potentially. And then, you know, ever since that, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all of those things. And now you can really have a career as someone that's on social media, which is something I would have never really thought of when I was younger either. So, and if you've been on social media lately, you might've noticed a few or many posts about food. It's been estimated that the term hashtag food is used on Instagram in 250 million posts each month. It's a lot of posts. That's a lot. lot. It may be a fancy photo of a nice restaurant meal, your foodie friend's daily meal picture, an update on so-and-so's keto diet journey, or greasy late-night fast food runs. Whatever the post is, you probably know more than you need to about some of your followers' eating habits. In fact, they may have a bigger impact on shaping your own eating habits than you think. So that's kind of what we're going to dive into today. And first, Cassie's going to tell us about these health and fitness influencers on social media. The term social media influencer has become something that we that can now be added as an occupation on a resume. <laughs> so very interesting. An influencer is someone on social media that has built a reputation for their knowledge and expertise on a specific topic. They have a large audience of followers and they leverage this to influence or persuade their followers to buy certain products or services. So this is actually a big business. Um, these people are indeed very influential, so much that there is actually now research being done on how influential they really are. A survey done on 232 participants did just this. 59% of the participants followed social media influencers. So over half of Mm -hmm. people actually follow people. And 16% of them reported that those influencers had a high influence in determining their food choices. Crazy. That is Mm -hmm. crazy. (laughs) So another study done in 2020 found that people's perceptions about how many fruits and vegetables other Facebook users ate actually correlated with the number of fruits and vegetables that they ate themselves. And I think that was kind of revealed just throughout like the overall conclusion of the study that people who were actually filling out the survey in that research study didn't know that they were eating similar to whoever they were following, which is so crazy because we talked about this before. Your mind is a powerful thing and you can totally be super easily influenced without you even knowing it. So interesting. You can. And even with clothes you wear, if you kind of notice, if you go, like say you go to a certain gym that people often will wear a similar type of things. Or if you run with a group of people, then you might wear a similar type of running gear. And Mm so um, without even really realizing it, you automatically, our brains want to be like other people that were around so interesting (laughs) yeah so now we're going to talk about how social media can be beneficial because it can be but then also some cons associated with it so Alex is going to start with potential benefits yeah and you hear about all the negative stuff but there are some positives Mm -hmm. with social media and that's why we have it like for marketing and that kind of stuff Um, but 
one done well following certain accounts may actually bring positive outcomes. So for example, it can provide encouragement and inspiration. When you follow people who provide a healthy model, you may feel empowered to make some positive changes. And that's so true. Like if, you, if you see somebody making healthy recipes, you're like, oh, I want to try that or do something like that. Like I know Amanda does all kinds of recipes online, which you yeah. need to follow. Um, <laughs> she did a shepherd's pie, which looked fantastic. But it does make you want to try different things and kind of go outside of your box. Mm-hmm. Um, it can provide valuable skills and information. It's incredibly easy to access information that can be right for your own unique needs through social media. I mean, you can just search something quickly and it comes up with whatever you're looking for. So it really is kind of a cool thing in that sense. It can provide a positive community, which is so true. It's easy to find others in the same position as you on online platforms like Facebook, apps, forums, Zoom meetings, those types of things. Um, For example, those that are going through like a weight loss journey, there's lots of groups online, um, people talking about their experiences, what they're going through, the pros, the cons, their hardships, um, sharing advice. So that's one great thing about social media. Um, We had last year a reset challenge and we're probably going to do something similar this year. So be on the lookout for that. Um, But we just had a big Facebook community and everybody just talked to each other and talked about recipes they're trying and different things and it was a really cool thing to kind of witness and yeah. watch um and then a study found that people who made more connections in an online weight management community lost more weight than those who did not participate in an online community so that's just evidence of what a community base can do um, and it can expose you to new things almost immediately social media can instead of having to pull out a cookbook Gosh, I haven't pulled out a cookbook in so long now that that's on here. Um, You can access new recipes, ingredients, and new ways of food prep with just a few clicks. Mm -hmm. So true. I feel like I get all my recipes now like from watching videos, and there's TikTok and all those types of things. I don't know if Xanga had it, but do you guys remember Xanga? No. What? You don't don't remember Xanga? Oh, my gosh. So if you're listening and you remember Xanga, please comment because it's like one of the first social medias ever. So I'm probably too old for it and y'all are probably too young for it yeah. it must have been just exactly. right, right in the middle, middle. Yeah. MySpace. Yeah. it was before myspace oh, so oh, yeah. was like one of the first things well first it was like aim messenger which i don't even know if that counts yeah, but then was. my screen name was bacon master 12 <laughs> my aim awesome. screen name oh, so yeah just God. some social media tips there <laughs> so those are some of the potential benefits because we understand that social media can be absolutely beneficial and that's a big thing why we do our podcast and we make instagram posts and we make Facebook posts because we want to provide a credible, fun platform for people to come to. And there's many other profiles that do the same thing. But we also want you as a consumer to be able to differentiate when something is beneficial versus not beneficial. So Amanda is going to start to talk about some of the cons of these social media influencers out there. Yes. So the key word I heard Sarah say is credible. We want to make sure that the people that are posting have credentials of Mm -hmm. some kind that are reputable from a university of some kind, especially when you're looking at nutrition information. We want it to come from either a registered dietitian or a physician of some kind. So, an influencer's status or popularity is typically determined by their following and not so much on their credentials, which is what I just said. Many influencers are not registered dietitians or qualified nutrition professionals and often share false or misleading nutrition information with no scientific evidence which can negatively impact diet and health. As dietitians, we like take a creed or a code to only give information that is scientifically based. We can't tell clients anything that hasn't been researched. So that's a really important part of our job. Um, A lot of these influencers advocate the diet mentality by promoting fad diets and restrictive eating. 
followers then perceive that these diets are the healthier option because those influences are doing it. And as we know, that's not always true. In fact, we know that these diets can lead to an increased risk of nutritional deficiencies due to elimination of whole food categories. However, when you see this fit, defined, lean, attractive person on social media, and you know what they eat and how they eat, even if it's not sustainable or the best option for you or your lifestyle, why would you not adopt their eating habits, right? So it's kind of confusing. <laughs> and that's the unfortunate reality of the impact that social media can have on consumers. And again, there are positive role models that are purely social media influencers, but there's a lot that aren't. So just you as yourself understand when something is beneficial when scrolling through your feed and when it's not. And so we talked about cons of social media influencers. Cassie's going to kind of go into the cons of social media in general, the impact that it can have on eating. Yes, and it can have a lot of impact. So distracted eating may lead to overconsumption. And this is something that we you know, really looked at when um, people were eating in front of the TV more. And so, and social media is, is very similar. So not just the content of social media, but scrolling social media itself can, can affect eating habits. A meta-analysis done in 2013 found that when people didn't pay attention to their meal, they ended up eating more of it. So even if you have the best intentions, if you get distracted, sometimes that can affect how much you're eating. In another study from 2020, distracted eating led people to eat less, but they enjoyed their food significantly less, which sucks. <laughs> so, so even if you um, have your food on the plate and you portion it out and you say, well, I'm not gonna eat more because this is all that I have, you may not enjoy it as much because your brain isn't really connecting with you eating that food. So that's something that um, also can be a negative. Also, it can create unrealistic expectations and this is huge um, remember that social media is a platform to showcase the best version of yourself and so that includes eating habits um, and you know what people look like so that's something that you have to remember when you see someone else's perfectly helpful low-calorie lunch remember that all you're seeing is a picture not the entire story um, so that's really important because a lot of times people can see that and feel like they're failing um, because maybe they didn't have a similar um, lunch or feel like maybe that's something they should be doing when in reality maybe they shouldn't be doing. Um, social media influencers often do this as their full-time job. You have to remember that um, when you follow someone who is currently um, or constantly cooking new things, making time to work out and eating all of the healthy things, this might not serve you well if you're beating yourself up about not being able to do all of those things as consistently because you have a busy job kids to care for and other time-consuming stressors in your life so keeping that um, reality in check is important that's so important mm -hmm. because even like like I really enjoy watching like CrossFit games level athletes and you see how fit these people are and how good these people are at their sport but being a CrossFit games athlete is their full-time job like they work out morning middle of the day evening and they eat and they sleep and that and sometimes create YouTube videos and yeah. that's it. and so that and that's that's a huge difference between them and us who work full-time jobs I'm in school Alex is studying for her CSSD certificate like we're doing all of these things where we can't always put exercise and our eating habits on a pedestal we try to but it doesn't always end up that way and that's that's a good thing to understand so remember that if you're following people who look way different than you they probably have a lot more time to put into it all right, Alex, hit us with some more cons. Yes, and ads influence us more than we might think. 
Ads are crazy. They are. They are listening all the time. If I'm talking about this water bottle right now, I bet a water bottle will come up on my feed somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Targeted ads show up on your social media based on your personal information. So whatever you're logging in, whatever you're searching a lot, there are algorithms that produce ads that you're more likely to look at. So it's pretty interesting, kind of scary at the same time. A study done in 2016 determined that these targeted ads affected purchasing habits of consumers as well as their self-perceptions and behaviors. So it just kind of shows how much ads and what you're looking at can influence what you're buying and what you're doing. It also may contribute to patterns of disordered eating. And I'm sure we've all seen this in our practice at some point. There's actually some research out there that shows that social media can be harmful to your mental state towards food, especially for younger people. And that makes me so sad because the younger, it's got to be so hard growing up being young right now in a time where social media is so present. Yes, there's positives to it, but like Sarah's kind of talking about now with all this stuff is they're just, they're in kind of a weird stage of life. You know, you're going through, um, you're maturing and you're going through puberty and all this stuff. And it's hard to look at social media and be like, look at that girl or look what she's doing and not look at yourself and be like, why don't I look like that person? So I can't imagine being young, going through something like social media right now. Um, But a 2016 study on young adults found a strong association between social media use and concerns about eating. Another study performed in 2020 found a correlation between social media usage and disordered eating thoughts and behaviors in children as young as seventh grade. So you can have a lot of influence. And and a lot of it too is just exposure. You know, when we were younger, you guys have probably had more social media, but we weren't exposed to everything, Mm -hmm. you know? No, I grew up like in the flip, like seventh grade was like a flip phone. Like yeah. I, I was playing like snakes still on my mom's yeah. phone. <laughs> yeah. You know it's what I mean? It's so different right It is now. so different. So you just have to be super careful. And Cassie, you're really the only one that has kids. So I'm sure yeah. it's hard for you to, you yeah. know, I can't imagine what yes. it would be like. Yeah. And you, you know? end up, your kids get influenced by social media and their peers more than they do you as a parent. Yeah. And that's very scary. Yeah, and, definitely you know, scary. Um, yeah. And you feel, you feel as a parent, like you don't have control, um, as much control as you had before with things that they're hearing and messages that they're hearing and right. how they feel about themselves because you know we certainly have raised our kids to have a healthy relationship with food absolutely and um, you know and it has been challenging at times with the other influences that are out yeah. there that yeah. are more important to teenagers than their parents at the time you yeah know? So, and I'm, I'm sure you're definitely not the yeah. only parent that feels yeah. that way I'm sure it's a struggle it's with... a tough time to be a parent yes and a kid and a kid and a kid absolutely bring back the flip phones yeah yeah, yeah. I, I try love to um, and then comparing yourself with peers, idealizing unattainable standards, and hearing unkind comments about your weight through social media can all contribute to disordered eating. Studies show that girls tend to Photoshop or use filters when posting images of themselves on social media. There's evidence suggesting that younger girls who spend more time on editing their images on social media have increased body-related and eating concerns. Studies have also suggested that the use of editing apps may be associated with increased acceptance of cosmetic surgery and lower self-esteem. So there's lots of, and you'll notice, I mean, these studies, 2016, 2020, so these are new studies. So 
20 years from now, I'll be curious to see how this progresses oh, and where social media is at and how much research there's going to be on the cons and the pros of social media influencing people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's scary. It is. <laughs> but hopefully, you know, people like us and other influencers can continue to show the realistic parts of trying to be healthy. And like, that's one thing that we made and specifically Cassie made a goal for as dietitians employed at AYB is we wanted to post the things that are totally not healthy, but that happened in our life. Like you were drinking a Coors Light yeah. and a sausage stick, I think. And I love that. And yeah. our clients love that because they want to know that we're human just like them. And yeah, we yeah. are. And I think that's something too. I think social media as a whole is starting to go more towards yes, that. I agree with the you. The more that you're looking at like the popular page or whatever, there's more of that that you yeah. see. And the more that you look at that kind of stuff, the more that it'll come up rather than the unrealistic yeah. stuff. Yes, that's so, true too yeah. because of the algorithm. Yes. Right. <laughs> and I and I love that because yeah. that's something that you'll notice on our social media. You know, you don't see you know, we're not going to get up there with our sports bra and look at my abs, do what no. I'm doing. You know, <laughs> you'll never see those types of posts. I, I shouldn't say never about anything, but I don't think you would ever see those <laughs> yeah. posts from us. Right. You know, um, but, you know, that's something that um, I definitely, in the vision for, for this place, um, didn't want people to feel like they had to do what we do. Or, you know, everybody's genetics are different, everybody's mm-hmm. situation is different, and everybody's day is different. So um, just because, you know, we're, we're doing something and we look a certain way doesn't mean um, that that's something that our clients should be doing. So we want to provide information, which hopefully everybody's getting that like this and, you know, recipes and different things that we do to help people, um, but also show you we're human like that. So yeah, that kind of leads me into the last thing I wanted to talk about is, and I am guilty of watching these just for pure enjoyment, but full day of eating videos or like Instagram posts or Instagram reels, which can be fun to watch. And it is cool to see like different recipes that people make but that doesn't mean that that's what your days should look like. And to be honest, I feel like these videos set consumers up for failure, just like our society is so desperate for the quickest and the easiest fix to be skinny or to be ripped and just look good. They'll try any pill, supplement, or fad diet. So they see this influencer that's fit and that looks good, You know, they could be just as quick to adopt their style of eating. And Cassie just kind of went into this and it's exactly the truth. Your resting metabolic rate, your age, your weight, height, lifestyle activity, physical activity, goals, body type, habits and behaviors, all of that is gonna be totally and completely different from the person on the other side of that camera. So why should you try to mirror their style of eating? And an example, which is kind of an extreme example that I found, but it was there were very specific word choices in the post, and it was an example day of eating for weight loss. And to be honest, I don't think anyone should ever do this, but it was promoted by someone who is claiming they are a nutrition professional that works for a supplement company. So just like we defined what a social media influencer is, they're usually promoting a product or a service. And so that's what I feel like this post was. And so their example meal plan was three meals. The first meal was two scoops of whey protein powder, one banana, and one yogurt. The second meal was one blueberry bagel and one apple. And the third meal was two scoops of whey protein powder and one avocado. So I ask you all, my dietitian <laughs> colleagues, if a client gave you this in a 24-hour recall, 
what would y'all's feedback be? What's it missing? <laughs> well, <laughs> first I would say, Are do you enjoy the way you're eating? And I guarantee <laughs> they would say no. <laughs> right. Is it sustainable? Is it sustainable? Can you do it, you know, for a long period of time? And, and that would be very sad. <laughs> very yeah. sad way to eat. Yes. Um, you know, yes. And then, you know, over, I I would say that it's overuse of supplements as well. Mm-hmm. You're not getting real whole food. There's no so, animal protein right. in there. Um, yeah. You know, so <laughs> there's no, yeah. Or no plant-based whole, there's plant-based. No whole yeah. protein. And it's all processed and um, and definitely no um, I don't see any veggies. There's no veggies. <laughs> so, there's not. Yeah. Um, yes. Not even in the. But there's greens smoothie. powder, so yeah. they're fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah so. But it's so interesting to see what's out there and what other people that claim they have this positive mindset of what nutrition should look like and they educate others on that. It's so interesting to see all the things out there. And I think all of our clients would say that they'd be able to recognize these things as not being sustainable and not being healthy for them. So if you're someone who still feels like you struggle differentiating with that, reach out to us. We are happy to give you any advice, answer any questions about those things because we know that it can be tricky. And then you mentioned that everybody's completely different. And if you were to give the same eating plan to three women that had different body types and say follow this to see changes everybody's body's still going to be completely different mm-hmm. even if you did the exact same exercise the exact same eating plan everybody's body's completely different yep. so it's not a one-size-fits-all that's what we try to promote so yes so now we'll kind of give y'all some tips as to how can you create a more healthy feed specific to you and your lifestyle and your goals because as we educate you on these topics we also want to give you tangible things that you can do and apply to your lifestyle um so amanda go ahead and hit us with our first one yes so the first tip is to take a closer look at your social media feed try subscribing to people whose eating patterns or fitness levels you admire but who are also honest about their own challenges one of our core values here is being realistic so follow people who post realistic things Rather than following accounts that make healthy eating seem out of reach, seek those who line up with what's realistic for your life circumstances. And when in college, I worked with college females doing nutrition with them, and I gave all of them who had social media a list of credible nutrition and fitness influencers that I liked that they could follow that put more positive things on their feed, like healthy recipes and fun workout challenges that were credible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the next would be include food experts in your feed. So another thing we like to promote here is being professional. Um, so having people that are credentialed professionals would be, you know, somebody, if you want to learn about food, probably following a registered dietitian is the route you'd want to go. Um, we know that people can still have a great level of knowledge and provide fun and realistic posts without having an alphabet soup behind their name. <laughs> but we also know that education, specializations, and advanced degrees rather than experience and small certifications alone are required for a reason. Um, so lots of education, hours in the field, um, experience. This is stuff that dietitians post about. And like this says, it's not just dietitians that can post this kind of stuff, but you mostly want to follow credentialed professionals. Mm-hmm. And also bring some mindfulness to your scrolling habits. Pay attention to how posts make you feel. That's so important. If you get excited about trying a new recipe, um, become inspired to meal prep because of a post or a post brings you joy, great, that's awesome. But if a post leaves you feeling overwhelmed or bad about yourself, then you should definitely unsubscribe because that's not serving you and helping you become the best that you can be. And remember, you know, with influencers, it's kind of like, 
you know, I like this little analogy with um, health professionals that are that what we're trying to do here is we are the the Yodas of you know people don't want to look like Yoda necessarily, <laughs> but Yoda awesome. is going to help you be the best you can be. And with a lot of influencers, that's the you know Luke Skywalker. Um, you know they're they're the ones they're the stars of the story. We are the support people that help you be the star of your story. The yes. I love so, that. So that's kind of how I think that's about awesome. it uh, with what we, you know, what, what I try to create here and what we do as a team um, is that we're the ones that help you become the best that you can be, which is why it's called Achieving Your Best, not look at us. We're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you should be like us. <laughs> so, we're still yeah. trying to achieve our yeah. best. So just watch if you have, if, you know, again, people can definitely help you, um, you know, do things and encourage you and inspire you. And that can be a good thing. So that's not always a negative thing, but, um, but be sure that it, it is serving you well and you're getting good out of it. Yeah. And we firmly believe that what we do on our social media can help to serve you well. So if you don't follow us on Instagram and Facebook, that's always linked in our description of our podcast. So feel free to do that. And then you're obviously already listening to our podcast or on our YouTube channel. So continue to do that because we'll keep putting out more information that can hopefully serve you well. And so after talking about all of this, let's kind of go over what the bottom line is. So for most of us, all of us here definitely at this table, social media is a part of our everyday life, whether we want it to be or not. And it's up to you to decide how you let that affect you and your eating habits. And you know, you really can follow whoever you want to on social media. We're not saying that you shouldn't follow people that have, you know, contradicting posts versus what we said. We don't necessarily care. We just want to make sure that you're doing the best for yourself and for your goals. And remember that you could eat the same exact thing at the same exact time and do the same exact exercises as someone else and you will never look the same as that person you're trying to mirror. So do not make that a part of your goals. Definitely don't do that. Try to step away from the screen when you're eating and try to really enjoy and savor the food in front of you. I know we have talked about like intuitive eating and stuff before and there's 10 principles along with that. Um, and one of them is to discover the satisfaction factor of food because food is so yummy and we want you to enjoy it. We don't want you to feel like you're eating cardboard when you have all of these goals and we don't want any of our clients to feel like that. And we definitely don't eat cardboard tasting foods at our meals either. We truly enjoy the satisfaction factor of food and we want y'all to achieve that too. And continue to include the accounts and posts that serve you and get rid of the ones that don't. And lastly, remember that registered dietitians are the best source of credible, accurate nutrition information, even on social media. Mic drop. Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) We are the experts. All right. I think that about wraps us up. Y'all have anything to add? No, that was great. Yeah. All right. Well, we will see y'all next week. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye. Bye.